everyone. Thank you for joining us. You are now tuned in to Trish Chat, a series that promotes meaningful dialogue around identity, culture, and real-life stories. We are your hosts, Steph and Jess, and everything you'll hear in our episodes are based on personal experiences. Make sure to tune in every Monday to hear our latest episodes. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Trish Chat. My name is Steph. I'm here with Jess. What does she look like today? She just looks like a Brooklyn hipster. I'm going to start commenting on your on your look every every dick. last episode was the Yankees coach. Now she's a hipster. It's versatile. Is, is this what the podcast is turning into? Just no, shitting on me. No, I'm just letting. I'm just trying to paint a picture. All right, just trying to paint a picture. Okay, I'm gonna start throwing some shade back. Sounds good. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you look shook as well. like shit. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. Anyway, um, we're joined today by Will. Drop us with the with the hit us with the with that podcast voice, the radio voice, the radio, radio voice. voice. There it is. <laughs> uh-huh. You already know it's gonna be a good one. That's too funny. Yeah, me and um, me and Will work together, so we met at work. Um, dope ass cat. Super excited <laughs> to have him on the podcast to drop some. Some bangers, as we we like to say. Um, bangers. Yes, talking about um, fatherhood. Um, so I'm super excited because I think that this is a topic that nobody talks about. No, they don't. You know, and like even within our group of friends, nobody talks about that. <clears throat> so I think that this is super important and I'm hoping it's going to help shine some light um, on the topic and hopefully help everyone. I hope so. Yeah. Same yeah. Way. Okay. So, um, what was your idea of fatherhood prior to becoming a dad? Oh, How would you describe man. it? That's tough. Cause I don't know if I didn't have that white picket fence, mm-hmm. you know, like labadoodle dream growing up. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't think that I was going to grow up one, be alive long enough to even like have yeah. kids. <clears throat> and then to even, yeah, I don't know if I want a kid. I wasn't yeah. 100%. Really? I don't even think I was 50%. Really? And I think, uh, hmm, yeah, it took a while. It, it took a while for, even after my wife and I got married. Yeah. We tried. And then it was kind of like, we we had, we had one miscarriage. And I'm like, all right, it's not in the cards. It's cool. We'll travel or we'll collect cats because we got cats. (laughs) So (laughs) we'll do something. And then, uh, yeah, we just kind of talked about it. It wasn't really, it was still on the fence. It's scary. You know what I mean? Like whoever is like ready to have kids and like get their mind right. Yeah. My mind wasn't right. It still ain't right. (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i don't know you know what i mean uh yeah it was tough it was tough and i think i still ponder that that question until today because who knows if i'm like in the position to do it right am am i like do i have the tools am i like prepared for this like they're young they don't know my mistakes but Mm -hmm. am i ready to like guide them like Mm -hmm. i'm responsible for two human beings yeah you know what i mean like how am i gonna yeah, I don't know. I how don't did know. how did um <laughs> like what was what was your when you thought about like fatherhood as a kid or growing up, mm-hmm. what did that mean to you? Like what what were your examples or what were what was it that you thought of when you thought about like fatherhood? Not even you being a father, but just the idea of it. Yeah, I think there was always a filter. And I think as kids, we we put this filter on ourselves yeah. because we we see our family as what they are. We we see the fathers and the, and yeah. the males in our life like this is who they are. Mm-hmm. But when you get older and you look back on those filters, you're like, let me pull this away because yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Like the things that you were doing, yeah, you're you were a dad, but you were a male in my life, but you weren't a father. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. So to go back on that, like, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Even as a kid, like, I didn't know because I didn't have a father figure. Mm-hmm. I had a dad, but he wasn't around. And he was there. Basically, my dad was like a couch potato. He just, he did everything for himself mm-hmm. on the couch. And then as soon as somebody else hit him up, he's like, he's up. 
You got to go make them happy. Go hang yeah. out with them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until like early teens when I like really realized, I'm like, yo, why is your dad here? Mm-hmm. What's going on here? Like I seen what they were doing. I'm like, yeah. I didn't get that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was one of those, uh, yeah, I didn't have, I didn't have those thoughts. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't have like fatherhood dreams or mm-hmm. they didn't mm-hmm. see you because I didn't know like it just was a, a yeah it was a masked fictitious thing that mm-hmm. I thought I had until I got yeah. older I'm like yo I didn't have none of that yeah you know what I mean so and I think there's a lot there's a lot of kids in the hood yeah that have exactly that being that they're there or not it pops ain't gonna give you more than man up this is how you change a light bulb this yeah. is how you change a doorknob like mm-hmm. it wasn't any of that and this is all before internet right so mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't got google yeah <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't you don't got right it's basically go around and like watch other dads mm-hmm. neighborhood just what's your dad doing working on the car all right well let me see this let me change a tire let me, let me do this yeah mm-hmm. you know what i mean got it Still, today, I think because of um, toxic masculinity and, and like the heteronormative society that we live in, I still think that there's a big um, image around fatherhood, particularly if you are um, not just fathering um, little girls, but you're, you're fathering little boys, that um, your job is just to kind of make sure that the family is good financially and then your job is done. Right. You just, but, but at the same time, it's like, there's no space for you to be emotional. There's no space for you to like have enjoyment. There's no space for you to be you. You are a provider and you have that responsibility so that everyone else can be good. And it's your job to teach your son that they are going to do the same, that they can't cry, that they have to, learn how to change the light bulb that you're, you're sort of grooming them into this like cis heteronormative like world of kind of like, here's the path that you're going to follow too. You are going to take care of your lady. Uh, You're going to change the light bulbs. You're going to provide for your family (laughs) and you're not going to be a wuss. Yeah. Right. And that's a, and that's a blueprint that needs to be changed. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm emotional. Like it doesn't take much. Like a commercial triggers and tears. You know what I mean? Like, I'll be like, I love Damn. that. Jess over here. <laughs> I'm crying right now. Oh, like shit. this commercial. I, yeah, exactly. I didn't know I needed toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. It's just, it's tough because it's like the whole time, like all through childhood, all through you know, my dad bounced when I was like 15, and when he bounced, it was like his way of saying, "All right, cool, later." Like, yeah. I'm going to come get you when you're older. But it's like, dude, I'm 15. I understand this shit right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Like, tell me now. Yeah. So, yeah, it wasn't until, like, late 20s. Where I was yeah. like, all right, man, I can, I can have some kids. Like, kids love me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I love them back at the same time because I know I'm going to give them back to their parents. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. yours. Yeah. Yeah. But now I'm, like, thinking about my own. I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready for that. I'm scared mm-hmm. because I don't know if I if I'm going to be able to provide them because i don't have that that street knowledge or that knowledge at all like to be a dad like what mm-hmm. what am i gonna give them mm-hmm. like, change the light bulb that's just easy fucking yeah. turn it four times to the left and you're good <laughs> you know what i mean nowadays it's like you don't even need that you just plug yeah. it in right youtube you, yeah. tell, you tell hey google change my light bulbs <laughs> yeah. um so i think you talked a little bit about this but i would love to go more in depth um if I if I understood this correctly, you 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 realize in hindsight that you didn't have this you didn't understand this concept of fatherhood because you thought you had a father, but really you just saw your dad being a, like a dad, not necessarily being present. Right. And you saw glimpses of fatherhood from other people's dads. Yeah. How did that impact the way? in which you um, you approach fatherhood. That's funny. So just recently, I just told a good friend of mine about how much his dad played a part in my life. Like him and I hadn't been friends maybe maybe 15 years now since we graduated high school. And that was after high school. Him and his mom's 
like we're going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, why is your mom sleeping in the same room with you? Mm-hmm. Like, just I didn't know what that meant. I mean, yeah. my, my folks went through a divorce too, but it mm-hmm. wasn't like that. My dad just split. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So seeing that, I had to tell him, I'm like, look, dude, your dad had another family and he still came to all your birthdays. Every day after work, your dad's always came home and checked on us. Like we were 18, 19 years old drinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He always came in to make sure that we had water, we had food, we were good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just one of those things that I'm like, my dad never did that. Mm-hmm. But I was young. Yeah. Wasn't you know doing anything, but he he just never was like present in that sense. Yeah. So it was like little things like that. Like seeing other friends' parents. Yeah. Mainly the dad, like just checking in, just being there in a sense that made you feel like, okay, you do see me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we're not his responsibility. He didn't he didn't have to care yeah. to give two shits about us, but he always checked on us. So it was things like that where I was like, I want that. So I'll take okay. a little bit of this. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's like other other dads that just just little things like bringing flowers home for the wife. Mm-hmm. Like I'm taking that one too. So it's like <laughs> I'm, I'm building this like little arsenal, of yeah. this little thing of just like what I want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because it's kind of like you're building your own collection off of an empty bank. Like you yeah. have nothing. Like you have to fill all this void. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's tough. Yeah. So you're just taking little bits of your environment and your community. Yeah. And then you start to build on that and then you start to think about it yourself and you mm-hmm. kind of just go, okay, yeah. you improvise and you go, I'm going to try this. Like, there's no right and wrong. You just got to try it and yeah. hope that, you know, you guide them in the right way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. When I hear you say that you took um, little piece of, pieces of what you liked from <laughs> other fathers, I also just think of like, um, you creating this idea of like what the perfect father is because you took everyone's best mm-hmm. and you put it into this concept of what it means to be a dad. Did that <clears throat> impact you in any way? Oh, yeah, because I think I had enough bad. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I knew what that was like. And I knew I didn't need any more of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and you know, I'm sure like every dad, they all have their bad days. And, mm-hmm. But I was around at a point in these men's lives that were like, well, shit, this could be a bad day, but it's not. so it's almost even like looking at internalizing or even looking within and saying like that didn't feel good when it happened to me so what's the opposite of that so that i can build on this like puzzle and like be that as a father right and it's all subconscious right like you don't really realize that that had happened to you you don't really realize that these are the things as as you're growing up like you didn't have yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's what I mean. Like, it, it's not until like now, like 18 years after my dad bounced, whatever, like, that I figured that out. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean? that's Absolutely. Tough. Oof, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, so I know we've talked a lot about like the past. Let's talk about you now as a dad. Mm-hmm. What are the challenges of being a father? Let's go deep. Yeah. Let's go deep. So, you know, like going back on like those, those bad times, like, you know, those are the things that stick with you because that's what you saw. Mm-hmm. That's what you think a dad is, right? Like anger, drinking, uh, short temper, mm-hmm. yeah. no, 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 uh, space for vulnerability. Just nothing. Just, and, and you can't even be like emotional because that mm-hmm. was like frowned upon. Like yeah. you can't show that. Mm-hmm. You can only show this one side where I'm about to crack and break. Yeah. You know I mean, like, and, and the kids, don't know any better. They they only been here, whatever, a year, two years mm-hmm. at yeah. the time, right? And but now, like going back, getting some mental health, you know, like yeah. getting getting myself right. Mm-hmm. It's shining a whole lot of light on everything that I went through, connecting a whole lot of dots. Yeah, of like, okay, this action went with this memory, and I'm like, let that shit melt away. Mm-hmm. This yeah. and this, let that melt away. And it's just a slow process, but now I can sit back you know and like really be in the moment with them yeah you know what i mean and like my son drives me nuts my daughter she's 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 good she uh i have a daughter who has down syndrome mm-hmm. or with down syndrome so there's a learning curve so it's yeah. like you got to be patient with that and yeah you, you can't just like 
well, she can't do it, so I'm just gonna give up on this. Mm -hmm. So you have to you have to have that patience, and you just have to sit there and go, let's try this again. Mm -hmm. All right, one more time, let's do it again. Yeah, it's like mental reps. It's like constantly going at it. So if it wasn't for you know like the the dads that we spoke about, yeah, having like therapy and like really getting my head right, I don't know if I would have stuck around. Mm. You know what I mean? I think I would have followed that same cookie cutter mentality and, and blueprint that my pops set up. Mm. You know what I mean? Damn, man. That is that's, real. That's vulnerability right there. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's one of the things that I don't mind sharing. I don't mind being open like that. And, yeah. and just If you ask, I'll tell you as real as I can be about yeah. it. Um, but having kids... Having a kid will change your mind and your mentality completely. Like, you may want to have that third drink at the bar and drive home. Mm. But then you start thinking about, like, the outcomes and what could yeah. happen and, and, and all mm. these other things that you never thought of. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. never thought of. And that one, like, drinking heavily and just, like, being stupid. Like doing shit that you would do in your twenties or like yeah. your early, late, you know, early twenties, late teens. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get away with this. Mm. Yeah. If I, <laughs> if I go to jail, I don't want that. I don't want them seeing that. I don't. Yeah. I, don't I don't want this thing of like, oh, well, dad's there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they don't know what that means yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a tough one. That's real tough. Like. You don't really know until you're in it. Yeah. So it's um it's a learning curve every day. And it sounds like you started to repeat some of the stuff that you learned from your dad when oh, you yeah. had kids. Yeah, easily, easily. And it's like the one thing that I knew that after my dad left, like I didn't want to be him, mm-hmm. and I would tell myself that mm-hmm. I don't want to be you. I don't want. But then it's like, sure enough, like. Things will just start happening. You're like, damn. Or like my mom will make a comment. Like, damn, you sound like your dad. I'm like, ah. I don't want to hear that. That's triggering to you. Yeah, because it's like, that's what I'm trying to avoid. Mm -hmm. But it's like the look. It's the quick spark anger. You know what I mean? Like, they're climbing on something. And I'm like, get the fuck off of there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. he don't know or she don't know. Yeah. Go over there and like tell him. Like, look, you, you can get hurt. You gotta yeah. like walk them through it, baby steps. Yeah. And just like, get down, stop, come on, hey. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just doesn't work that way. And it's just, after a while, like, to me, it was just, I need to change this. Mm-hmm. I, need, I need to open up and not just like blow this all out on my wife and let her mm-hmm. hear it all because she's yeah. heard it all before. You know what I mean? Yeah. She, she wants to see change. She wants to see, like, how you're gonna progress, like, how you're gonna be better at this. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, you got two little ones, like, What's gonna happen if like all they know is anger, right? Right. Yeah. And you're trying to prevent that. They're gonna go to school and they're gonna just they're gonna start this all this cycle open. So yeah, right. I think it's important to note that specific point there because as much as you don't want to be your father, and I can relate this, it's like I'm literally <laughs> this. When we don't deal with our shit and don't realize, like you you are traumatized as a kid. Right. We all have been traumatized as a kid. Yeah. And I think we think we're like superhuman at some point in our life that, oh, we're never going to be that. We're, that didn't affect me. That didn't do anything. Yeah. But I mean, I talk to stuff about this all the time. Like I, I haven't seen my father since I was 10, okay. but I show so many signs of him <laughs> in me. Right. I've done things that he's done and I, it makes me so angry because I've worked so hard to not be anything like this man. Right. Like right. I am, I have his DNA and all that stuff, but it's, it's silly of me to think that the years that I was with him, that it didn't affect me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's super important what you just said and like how you are with your children, that's going to affect them. So it's so important for you to be cautious about how mm-hmm. you interact with them because every interaction, it, it leaves like a page in their book, Yeah, yeah. you know? And, and I'm, I'm assuming as a, as a father, like 
you're trying to minimize that trauma, right? We're, we're going to fuck up our kids regardless. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. That's just a thing. Oh, yeah. Right. Whether right. you love them enough or don't love them enough. Like, or they're love always them too much. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, that's just what, what happens. But I think your, your, your approach is so like awesome because it's like you, you're checking yourself and you're, you're also being vulnerable and saying, like, I'm not perfect, mm -hmm. but I'm doing the best I can by like, taking the examples and those pages from like the other dads and like right. checking myself. Yeah. And I mean, if you even think about it, like your earliest memory, like think back how old you were. Like I have a, I have a memory that I was like two, two dude, I can't go past six. How'd you do that? I don't know. But there's like, I broke it to my mom and she's like, yeah, you know, you were like two years old. And I remember vividly, I was walking down, some, like crawling down some stairs. And then I walked down this long skinny hallway. She's like, that's your great grandmother's house. Like she's been dead for years. Wow. So that made me think, I'm like, so if I was two, my oldest is three, my youngest will be two next week. Yeah. All the shit, like all the arguing, all the, the throwing of stuff, yeah. all the slamming down of things, like they're going to, they, they know this, they, they, mm -hmm. they're, they're retaining this yeah. right now, right? Yeah. It's not till years later that they may or may not right. remember it, right? So that's another one that made me go. All right, wait. I have a crazy ass memory. If if they inherit that from me, I'm in trouble mm -hmm. because just in the short span of life that they've been here, like yeah. they've already seen. I mean, it's not all bad, but they they've seen some they've seen some tough shit. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Damn, you can go back to two. Yeah, I can. Like I used to wake up in the I used to wake up in the morning, and I would basically start with like the teacher. I can remember the the furthest back and that would be like preschool and I would work my way up and I could make my way all the way through like eighth grade. Mm. And that's when you had like periods. So right. I would go through like years of like all these teachers, like Damn. six, seven periods. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. That's now, awesome. Like, I, I try not to do that shit anymore because I start forgetting things that just happened like two hours ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't have like the bank right. to yeah. hold all that in anymore. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know? But it's interesting because there's certain memories that will stick with you. And I just don't want the ones that are early in my kids' lives like to stick with them. Yeah. It it worked. It did that for me. And I'm sure if you both like thought about it, like, what did your dad do when you're five? Mm -hmm. I bet you there's something in there you're like, shit, I don't want this. I don't want to remember this. I don't want to yeah. feel like this. And it's just one of those, you know. Yeah. I mean, you just saying all these things and, and like, I know a lot of this stuff, like the norms and like the, the, the stereotypes we have of fathers. It just makes me sad to think that like, even for me growing up, I have all these uncles that like help raise me. Yeah. And like, nobody asks them how they're doing. Right. Everybody's always like just assuming that, you know, they, they take on the physical labor or they're kind of like they, in the background. Yeah. They're just like kind of there and you just assume so much of them that they'll take care of everything and like fuck i like i'm gonna go home and ask all my uncles how they're doing because i'm just thinking right. about she's gonna do slots for therapy <laughs> with them. no but it's true it's like we don't we i i've just never asked them you know it's it, obviously now i'm a little older and i'm like how are you and like a little deeper than i was as a kid but right. it's I'm just thinking back to all the stuff they, they, they took on as like men and fathers and mm -hmm. just the anxiety that must have been with that pressure mm -hmm. of like, I'm sure you have it is like paying for the house, making sure my kids are fed, getting, you know, picking them up from school, making sure like I don't lose my job, making sure my partner is good. Like all these things that are put on them because they don't have that outlet. And they didn't have the privilege that we have to go to therapy or right. to have like to have the internet exist right, where right. like if you can't afford therapy you can listen to podcasts you can follow therapists on instagram they give frameworks on like how to deal with shit yeah think about like these people were like 23 <coughs> sometimes 20 sometimes 18 years old <coughs> being like dads with families yeah married right. and i'm like if i was married at 18 i would have a full-on nervous breakdown like yeah that's that's, that's a right. lot that's a lot yeah. and and you're carrying all that trauma right you're carrying all that trauma and you're figuring out how to raise a family right right 
And I mean, you think about all the movies you watched growing up too, like, it's always about what's going on in the kitchen, like all the moms yeah. and the sisters and the aunties, and they're all like gelling and they're having a good conversation. Yeah. But right, there's no, the dads are in the background, the, the fathers are in the background, the men are in the background. Yeah. And it's the same thing. It's just, you know, I wish I had more of that growing up. Like, I wish I had someone stop and go, how you doing? Mm-hmm. What do you want to be when you grow up? Mm-hmm. Where do you see yourself in five to 10 years? You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't until high school, you know what I mean? You get that kind of like, yeah, because they're, they're trying to prepare you. I still have something in my wallet. I'll show you guys afterwards, but it's a 5, 10, 15, 20 year plan. Really? I love from that. 2001. I love that. I'm, I want to see I'm it. hitting it. <laughs> really? Yep. And so it's been, it'll almost be, it'll be 19 years that I graduated high school and it's still in my wallet. Damn. But, but it's, it's Is that shit in crayon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> number two pencil. You're such an ass. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Fat crayon. <laughs> Those chunky ones. Big Damn. Ass ones. That's, yeah. Dude, that's awesome. But it's, that would be the only thing that I have that came from another male who was a father. And he did it for the whole class, but I just see it like one-on-one. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That gave me something to say, here's... Here's your path. You choose it. Wow. All I'm doing is giving you the years that you need to hit it by. This is a teacher? This is a teacher, yep. Is he still around? I'm sure. I'm sure. I wonder if they know that you still have this. I doubt it. That'd be but so cool for- It'd be funny that like, teacher's listening to this episode. <laughs> I'll have to look him up. Yo, yeah. you got it. That's- If I were a teacher and you told me that, I, that would make me cry. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to cry right now? Dude, that's crazy. You, you've had that for 19 years. Yeah. I mean, there's a few teachers in high school that were like that. That's so, that's so. Shout out to the teachers, bro. Teachers. Shout out to the teachers. A lot of unpaid labor that they do. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. And it's, yeah. That's so fucking awesome. (laughs) So awesome. Ooh, um, let's do some things on a positive note. What are the joys of of fatherhood? Ah, seeing things for the first time again. Like, your kids don't know nothing. And then they get to see something that you already saw a million times, but you never seen it the same way they're going to see it. Mm. Be it music, be it or- movie. Oreo yeah. cookies. Anything. <laughs> oh, man. So I gave my kids chocolate. My wife and I gave them chocolate for the first time. And we've been holding off on that because mm-hmm. it's, you know, just it's sweet. Yeah. And to see their face. Oh, my gosh. When they get Tell a cookie, me you filmed this. Amazing. <laughs> I'm, sure we, I'm sure my wife did, but it's, <laughs> it was just one of those things. So. <clears throat> Uh, this this uh, local coffee shop made their own thin mints, so Ooh. they're like huge. Mm-hmm. So I broke off a piece and gave it to my daughter, and we were sitting there on the couch, and I, my wife recorded this, but she went on like a thirty minute rant. She would just not shut up. She would just blah 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 blah, blah and it was just like baby talk. Really? And it didn't hit me till later that I'm, I just gave this kid like. <laughs> like a gram of chocolate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And she's just like, she doesn't know what to do. Oh my gosh. But she just talked my ear off for like 30 minutes. And it was wow. But it's those the it's those type of things like you get to see or you and you get to show them. You get to show them things. You get to be like, hey, check this out. Like this is what Play-Doh is. Like Yeah. Play-Doh's uh, amazing. Right. It's just yeah. and it tastes great. <laughs> Eat a little oh, bit. Yeah. Red is my favorite. Red is my favorite flavor. <laughs> Tastes like salt. Um, like lately in the mornings when I get up before I come to work, I'll make them breakfast. So the new thing is like I'll whisk the eggs, but now I'll kneel down with them and let them see it. Like, what are you mm. doing? You know what I mean? And then I'll have the pot, the pan, and Aww, the, damn, so they awesome. get to see this. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's that that rejuvenates things because it. I think for all the bad things that. We have or the bad memories that like we can rewrite those with these guys. Like we mm-hmm. can go, man. I never got breakfast, hot breakfast. You're yeah. gonna get hot breakfast. Like they get eggs and toast, and, right. you know, like fresh yeah. fruit every morning. Like I was like cereal and oatmeal kid. Like yeah, you know what I mean. So, oh, it's that's those so awesome. So he'll remember those memories. You're creating traditions, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's the other thing: traditions, like uh, Christmas traditions. Like my wife and I, we have a small, small family, so. We try to start our own little thing. Like everybody's yeah. like Elf on the Shelf. I'm like, fuck Elf on the Shelf. <laughs> I don't. I Will don't, on the I'm, Shelf. I'm not buying that shit. So I have a, uh, <laughs> I have a Clark Griswold 
Yeah. From the National Lampoon uh, Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like in the Santa suit and everything and his tie. Yeah. That's like a doll. You put it up there. <laughs> you set him up on the shelf. Yeah. I love that. That's, that's amazing. Because so that's the, I think that's the family that I'm like, yeah, I want a family like that. I want that crazy uncle. Yeah. <laughs> crazy cousin that comes to their house with an RV. And yelling the <laughs> that's who you want to be? <laughs> yeah. I want to be that guy. Yeah. That's amazing. But yeah, that, that, that kind of stuff. Like, um, yeah, traditions. Yeah, first times, everything. It just re-sparks it. It makes you look at things like movies that we've all watched a thousand yeah. times. Like, I've watched them a thousand times plus one. And just, like, looking at them again, and the kids love it. Mm. I'm like, fuck, Dory. That's <laughs> 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 getting me. Yeah. You know I mean? Disney Plus, shout out. Oh, yeah? That's, <laughs> your, that's your shit now, huh? I feel like it's on twenty four seven. But it's not Star. Well, it's Star Wars at night, you know. Like, but yeah. it's all Pixar, all the time. Yeah, we gotta look into this. Yeah, and it's cheap. Yeah, it's cheap. Yo, give me that password though. <laughs> stop! Stop! Like, stop! stop. Just kidding. I feel what we're stop it. Shout out to Netflix for <laughs> yeah. starting this trend. They started. This, don't, they say it on, it. don't say it on. Don't say it on. Now they're gonna release some new stuff, nah. preventing people. They know this. Mm-hmm. Come on. That's they so like. funny. I I love that you said that about um, seeing things for the first time again. Mm-hmm. It just like made me feel so warm inside <laughs> of like just because I think as we get older, for those of us who are doing the work, I think a big part of the work is seeing your parents. Because I think when when you you for a while you see your parents as like you fuck me up and there's like anger there and then when you can see them as like okay you st- you fuck me up uh you know but I see that you're a human and why mm-hmm. you fuck me up mm-hmm. and I have some like empathy towards you for that I think that that same thing goes towards kids of like because they can be really annoying mm-hmm. of like jumping around mm-hmm. or like let me watch this seven times and it's like you're excited about something like right. it's good that you're excited about something yeah. or um. You know, just imagining like being in a hurry and kids looking looking around at things, and it's like you're taking things in, like you're taking in your environment. You have curiosity; it's good for you to have curiosity. Yeah, I mean, and then get down on their level. Like they're two feet tall; mm-hmm. like they see everything yeah. differently. Yeah. So, um, I like to, you know, I like to get really loaded mm-hmm. and just hang out with them. Yeah. And just sit there, and I'm like, this is different from me. Like, I. I said I have a crazy memory. I don't have those memories of like my folks sitting down on the floor with me playing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I remember being in my room, all my GI Joes and cars or whatever, and just playing for hours. Yeah. Like they get this and I get the, like, it sparks joy in me too. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we were talking about Toys R Us earlier. Yeah. Like, this is my thing. Like now I can go take them to the toy store and get happy about, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, let's get this toy. Like daddy's going to get this one. He gets that one. <laughs> yeah. We can play together. Yeah. But that it's that kind of stuff that yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah. Just, I love that. It's different. It's, it's almost like you get to be a child again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But you still have that grown up shit that you got to take care of day to day. In a know? way, it's like you're giving yourself back the childhood that you wanted. It is. And, and I think that's something that we, my therapist and I like kind of revealed like, dude, you've been giving yourself like a hard time all these years for shit that wasn't even your fault. Yeah. Now you get to like, you know, melt it away and just like push it to the side or like, I don't know, fucking say a prayer for it and let it go. Let yeah. It be what it is. But yeah, I mean, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's, uh, it's being vulnerable to allowing yourself to be that way. Right. Yeah. Like you don't want to feel like fuck all these years, I haven't done anything right. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to start over new. Like, let's just continue going forward. But it's like, be able to hit the pause button and like really reevaluate everything. Yeah. And it, it it feels better. Like the weight on your shoulders is lighter. You get to just hang out with your kids and you know, just mm-hmm. things just you're not overthinking it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you mentioned um and feel free to if you don't want to chat about it, but you mentioned <laughs> therapy. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a really taboo thing for men. Yep to talk about um to even like you know if if it's brought up like they won't even like entertain the idea mm-hmm. how has that played a role it seems like it's played a big role oh, as yeah. a father but like 
what made you open to that? And that's a good question. Do you talk about this with other men? Yes. Yes. And what opened me to it was when my daughter was three, four months old, we got her into a parent infant participation group, which is basically kind of like an early start for infants that have like disabilities. Mm -hmm. So they go to this class twice a week and then I think it's like two and a half hours, three hours long. And then the last hour, the parents break away and they have like parent group. And they have these cards, yellow, red, and green. Depending on the card, like red, I really have something important to say. Yeah. Green, I don't really have anything to say. Yellow is kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then the first couple of times I went, I realized like there's no dads here. It's mm. all women. And then, and I'm going to back up way, way back up when, when, my, when my daughter we found out that we were going to have a child. There's no dad group to even go to. Mm, There's no yeah. what to expect when expecting mm-hmm. books for dad. There is, and it's a fucking joke. It's, it's a joke. <laughs> it's, there's nothing in there that's going to prepare you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so what I, what I would do or what I did is I create an account on like these mother forums, and I'd go in there and I would just like pose as a mom and just read through all these <laughs> fucking things. It's just like, real, man. Like, oh shit, like postpartum depression. I didn't know what that was and what yeah. it affects on women. I'm like, this is nuts. And like finding out like one, like finding out you're going to have a kid, but then finding out you're having a kid with a disability Yeah. Mm-hmm. from the jump, you, it gives you time to prepare. So then fast forward to like, she's in the infant group. And I'm like, where are all the dads at? Like, I can't be the only one that feels this way. Like, yeah. Right? Your your husband is somewhere. Mm-hmm. He has to be feeling the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have a kid with a disability. You have to be feeling the same thing. So I opened up to the the lady that runs it, who is also turns out she's she's my therapist, mm-hmm. and she was running like another dad would run yeah. like a dad's group, but mm-hmm. he stopped. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, see, I I need this now. Yeah. So started going to therapy, and I was just like, maybe I should start this. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should open up like my garage or whatever and, and, mm-hmm. and have this happen. And it's been something I've been tossing around and I've been, I'll tell all dads this, mm-hmm. like, what do you feel? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. yeah. Do they express themselves? See, sometimes they do. And sometimes they, they, they just kind of give you like a little one answer. Like, oh yeah, I'm good, man. You know how it is, kids. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I do know how it is. And it's not just kids. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it goes further and deeper than that. And yeah. And and I think it just goes back to the same pattern. Like other men don't give young men the opportunity to be vulnerable and to be open and to like be okay to cry. Like what you're feeling is like it's okay. Mm-hmm. That's just not available. Yeah. It's just not. And even you know going forward, like it's still not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like these kids are gonna and dads are they're just sitting and basking in their own like thoughts and their their own insecurities. And, yeah. It's just going to be this cycle. They're just going to keep changing it down. So therapy's helped me open my mind to that and, like, trying mm-hmm. to change that. Mm-hmm. My wife, uh, she's been, you know, amazing at uh, speaking out for, you know, children with disabilities and, and, and like, bringing that, that, um, that diversity uh, inclusion, mm-hmm. like yeah. really, you know, opening it up to people. Like, a lot of, like, mom-and-pop small shops didn't realize that there's not enough models that have disabilities in, in these yeah. catalogs. So, mm-hmm. you know, my wife's like kind of tagged into that and she's kind of helping bring awareness to like, you know. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. And it's not something that you would ever think about doing, ever. Until you're Until in you're that in position. Yeah. yeah. So um, therapy is very, like you said, being a man, going to a therapist who, who is a woman, and to open up to her and like, you know, to hear her feedback and you're just like, shit, mm-hmm. I'm broken. You know, like you don't know anything. Like no one's giving you any guidance until now mm-hmm. that you can put a definition or, or a, a, a description to these definitions that you, you, you've given yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so you, you would say that like having children pushed you to that point. Like, would you have considered therapy if you didn't have kids? Mm. Because I imagine becoming a father, it's a whole different fucking layer. Like, that is heavy shit. But yeah. you mentioned all the stuff, your traumas before that. Like, 
do you feel like, you know, you're in your thirties now, were you getting to a point where you were like, yo, this is a lot? Um, no, I mean, cause it was just my wife and I mm -hmm. and a cat. You love that cat. Shout out to that cat. Got her on Instagram. So we didn't really think about that. I wasn't really thinking about the things that I wasn't doing or, or how I wasn't present and even in the relationship. Mm. After my son was born, um, I think it was very apparent that I had stopped growing as a person. Like mm. I just kind of went on like cruise control. I'm like, cool, you got this. Mm. I'm just going to stay doing what I'm doing. Like yeah. we got to like make sure the bills are paid, make sure there's money coming in, make sure I get to work and make sure there's diapers and all this. But it wasn't, it was the emotional part that I was like yeah. detached from. Mm -hmm. And that's the part I think that I was at a crossroads where I was like, look, this is my dad. My dad was an emotional yeah. detached from all of this. And my wife gave me an ultimatum. She's like, either get help or I'm walking. Mm. And I'm like, well, shit, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she's done way too much. She's been probably the, she was the first person that ever got me to really open up about like all my past and everything that I've, I've been through. And that's when she was like, you should go to therapy. Yeah. Like, she's been telling me that for years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I was like, nah, I mean, kids happen. And that's when I was like, this shit's bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm, yeah. It's worse than I thought. Yeah. So prior to kids, probably not. I probably would have just coasted that one out until she just stopped asking. Mm. I mean, because I think it's the fear of like really uncovering shit that once you open that door, there's no turning back. There's no turning back. Yeah, yeah. that that lid's blown off. Yeah, she's lost. I believe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I feel that. Yeah, but it's 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 been for the best. It's the it's not cheap. <laughs> preach. I, I it's don't. not preach. <laughs> but I don't think you can put a price on like being truly happy with yourself. Like you can mm. you can help. Like I don't have a problem stopping and helping anybody else. At the end of the day, like, you don't really ever think about how happy you are. Yeah. And I don't know if I would have ever been that way if it wasn't, for yeah. one, if it wasn't for having kids and then being pushed to that point of, like, dude, you stop trying. Mm. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. That's real. Mm -hmm. I I'm glad that you now are that resource for other men where you are asking them how are you? And like, no, I know, I know it's, it's kids. I know that there's more than kids because <laughs> I think, um, when I hear, um, the heterosexual people that I know who, um, especially men who are like delving into their feelings or what, or whatever, it, it's like their partner right. that's pushed them to that. Um, and I think that that is amazing, but I also think that there's an experience, um, that men, go through as men mm -hmm. um that sometimes it is necessary for you to be able to confide in that with another man or for you to see that another man is opening that door of like yeah. i'm i'm about to be vulnerable and i'm i'm inviting you to do that as well yeah I, I can't imagine that there's anybody that any man who has kids or any man in general regardless if you come from like a broken home or silver spoon and mm -hmm. you're good there's something in there that isn't right mm -hmm. as a man i think it's just it's like this underwritten law that just like this is how men yeah. are raised yeah and and sooner or later that shit's gonna come back up mm -hmm. and who knows how many layers of frustration or mm -hmm. confusion or just not getting the answers because you're not asking because yeah. you don't want to be vulnerable and you don't yeah. want to open that door but fuck it yeah just just be like just be vulnerable for an hour and it'll be more than you've probably ever been in your whole life mm -hmm. and you'll probably get more answers to a mm -hmm. lot of questions that you haven't gotten in your whole life I mean, that's amazing advice yeah just try it out for an hour just try it out for an hour yeah that's a just try it out for an hour an hour since you've segued to this, <laughs> what what advice or tips would you give to um, someone who's just starting the 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 journey into fatherhood? I, man, it's just ask questions. Don't be afraid to, to. Yeah, don't be afraid to ask. Like I don't know. Like don't 
Um, man, that's a good one because I think it, it, it kind of goes in so many directions. It splits off. But if someone does ask how you're doing, or if you're having a tough time, like raise your hand and just tap out. Like It's okay. That's why you have a partner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like don't feel like you have to do it all by yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't feel like you need to prove something to anybody. Like you two made this decision to have a child. It's up to you two to keep that relationship going and to like raise this child. Yeah. So if you didn't get enough sleep and I'm sure she didn't either. Mm-hmm. And you just, this diaper is just not going on. Right. You just got to tap out. I'm like, <laughs> dude, come in here and just like fucking hit this flap. Like I, I can't, <laughs> I can't, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Go for a walk, get some fresh air. Call somebody and just be open with them. Yeah, having a tough time. Mm-hmm. You, just, you just you don't get that. And I'm like, and I wonder too, like if I had gotten that call from somebody, like, hey man, I'm just you want to meet for a beer, and let them vent. Mm-hmm. Be open there. Like, yeah. and if you're not a dad, and you have friends that are dads, be there for them. Just ask them. Yeah, what's, what's good? How are you? What's yeah. happening? Yeah. I'm gonna call my uncles right now. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I, I also, I also think that not just fathers, um, but mothers too. I remember we were talking to someone, and she was like, "Yeah, my kids are fucking annoying," and I had to go and smoke a blunt the other day because they were. You remember who it was? I'm not yeah. gonna say it was. They were like, "I had to go smoke a blunt the other day because they were driving me crazy," and I felt so refreshed after that conversation. Because it's kind of like when people talk about marriage and they're like, yeah, it's great. Like, mm-hmm. we just love each other. Like, it's just vibes. And I'm like, what the fuck marriage are you in? Like, y'all got some real big problems. You yeah. got to talk about that if you think everything's smooth. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just, it, it's this idea that I think no one wants to talk about the fact that you're a human raising other humans. Mm-hmm. And you're going to annoy the shit out of each other, even if that human can't, like, lift their own head yet. Um, yeah. And it's... I think it's refreshing to hear that, to hear like, yeah, my kids are annoying. Yeah, yeah sometimes I want to leave. Sometimes I want to pack up my bags and leave. Yep. Because then it normalizes what that other person's feeling. Where it's like, <clears throat> you're not a monster for feeling that. No, and you know, like, you go through those emotions, like, and I don't, I'm not saying this jokingly, but I would say it in a jokey manner. I understand why women drown their kids. I get it. I fucking understand that so much. And my wife gets it too. Like, and that's like, you know, talking to other moms, like they'll be like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I fill the bathtub. I'm like, wait a minute, what? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, but to give them a bath. But as it was feeling, like I thought about it, like, yeah, this could be so much easier. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. fuck. Yeah. But it's those type of things like they get talked about, or they don't get talked about, mm-hmm. but it's there. Mm-hmm. It's taboo as shit. Nobody and wants to be the first. No. Nobody wants to be the first to be like, yo, this shit's hard. And like, I'm on the verge of a breakdown and I don't know if I can do this anymore. Like, because if they say it out loud, it's real. Right. It's real regardless if you say it. True. But, 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 but that's the way people think, yeah. right? Like if it gets out there, yeah. nobody will ever know my truth. But at the end of the day, you know your truth and you live in that every single day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's fuck. But Talk. just imagine if you had that one point where you're just like, you don't even have to say it like, hey, can I talk to you? Just what if you just met somebody in the elevator and were like, look, dude, I hate my kids right now. Mm-hmm. And then they get off on the next floor. Like, whoo, that felt good. Yeah. I don't know that person. Mm-hmm. They're going to think about me the rest of their life. Like, yeah. But for you, you got that out. I think you know that's I mean? why therapy is so like crucial mm-hmm. in, in, in these type of situations or even in just life. I, I think for me, that's why I love it. Right. Because I go in. I fucking lay it all out and then I fucking go home. Like she's not, you know, my therapist isn't going to be like, you know, writing my shit out to like my family and friends or putting that shit on social media or yeah. like right. expressing, like t- sharing my stuff. Right. right? Like right. it's a way to just put it somewhere. Yep. And they're there to basically let you know that what you're feeling is okay, that you can feel whatever it is that you're feeling and okay, let's talk about it. There's no judgment there. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- I think that's what more people need is, is that judgment of like going to someone and saying, I hate my kids right now. And for someone to be like, tell me more about that. Yeah. Why are you hating them right now? Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right, Jess. Like 
there's just not enough of that. Yeah. There's not enough opportunity to not be judged. Mm. Because I feel like nowadays, like anything you say can be taken out of context. Yeah. Can be blasted all over social media, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Screenshotted and sent to the whole family. And then you, right. you show up on Christmas. Everybody is super fragile around you. They don't <laughs> yeah. want to fucking make you like, you know, break. Yeah. But absolutely. I and I think know. I think we I think we answered the last question here. Um <laughs> but like I, I wanna touch on like what you talked about. So to take a step back. The way this all came was me and Will were sitting at like in a freaking meeting among meetings um i think this was like one of our what was it the the seminar what um when all the whole company came together yeah and we were we had a break and you know i don't even know how we started talking about it we started talking about trish chat and you had mentioned a dad's group yeah and how what you just said how you've been wanting to start it where are you with that like are you one, I think it's brilliant. Yes. Two, I think you should do it. Yes. Three, I think you should also have a podcast yes. to share this and scale it out to people who are fathers and like talk about these topics. And at at the core of it, it's the vulnerability piece. Yeah. But are you serious about like thinking about doing this? Yeah. I mean, it's it's always been kind of like in the back of my mind it, ever since the time that the 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 parent group I mentioned that yeah, there's a dad's group that meets like once a month or something, and they think they switched off like houses. Mm-hmm. But I would just be willing to like open my garage up, mm-hmm. come over, have water, just, and we don't even have. To, there doesn't even have to be an agenda, mm-hmm. but just to be an open space that you can talk about it. Because, yeah, again, like I didn't, I didn't realize that I needed that help until like I got to a point where I was just like coasting. Mm-hmm. And that could have been like poisonous if I like if my wife wasn't standing there going, no, you can't come back in here if mm-hmm. this shit ain't fixed. Yeah. So I'm sure other dads are going through the same thing. Like, you know, they have their insecurities. So it's just a spot just to be like, look, nothing is everything's on the table. Like just yeah. just everything stay, stays here. Stay yeah. It's deleted after it. So just mm-hmm. you know, and then the podcast part, like, yeah, that's always been I think the whole thing, like in, in the one big pot. Like it'd yeah. be great to have because it's it solves a lot of answers or solves a lot of things for a lot of men. So I think it'd be helpful. Yeah. yeah. But it's just taking that step. I believe in you. With two yeah, kids. I, I believe, <laughs> I believe in you. I believe in you. I'm I'm challenging you to like look at that in twenty twenty. Yep. To see how you and like <clears throat> we're here as a resource if you need anything. Like I think that's super brave of you. And yeah. two, like I said, I think it's super needed. Um, and people will appreciate that. And like you said, it could be once a month, twice a month. And yeah. if you have the space, yeah. shit, it's it's a way to like get everything out. And then from a podcast standpoint, I think for us, it's like a creative outlet. Yeah, Like it's it's a way for us to like, it's like therapy on steroids. <laughs> We're able to kind of put it out there, but be creative and also just like be impactful, like giving back mm-hmm. to the community. So yeah i think yeah. you should do it I'm, I'm 2020 <laughs> take a look take a deep deep look into it yeah yeah and i'm no professional i'm not like you'll figure it out trying to be you know their therapist i mean i guess in a yeah. sense you kind of are right mm-hmm. anytime you talk to anybody it's like you get to bounce these ideas off each other but um yeah i mean if that's something that i can get off the ground and get it moving and it helps one person then i'm good with that Yes. Yes. I heard something today that stuck with me and it was that um, the next year is 2020, like 2020 vision. It's the year of clarity. Mm. Um, And I was like, shit, it is. So it might be the perfect time Mm. to start that, you know, group for for men out there who are looking for clarity. Yeah. 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 It needs it. I mean, I think I think it needs it. Yeah. So I think to kind of wrap this up like the things that i heard coming out of this conversation uh on ways to like for us as allies to kind of be better or to be there for fathers or men mm-hmm. um is to ask you how you're doing <laughs> to, <laughs> to push check, on that to push and just check like, in oh man you know kids <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i don't I, yeah it's just it's not that yeah, yeah. so checking in on that um 
maybe even, you know, I, I try to like bring up therapy in every conversation I have, especially with men, mm -hmm. because I noticed that a lot of men in my life do not take that serious. Like I have a very few who have explored that. And when they have, it's changed their lives. Unbelievable. Um, I have a buddy who goes to my old therapist in New York and he was like, thank you so much for like pushing me to do that. And I also have to be careful with that because some people aren't ready for that. But mm -hmm. I think yeah. bringing that into the conversation um, is important. And then um, what else? What else did, did we hear here? Um, it's, it's, it's creating a, a, a space of vulnerability mm -hmm. um, or coming in with that vulnerability so that you can invite yeah. someone to be vulnerable mm -hmm. as well. I think one of the key points that you touched on is that men are programmed to be a certain way. And I think when when you've been molded and society molds like all the men around you to be like, you, you should be stone cold. Like you need to be tough. You need to provide. It's, it's difficult to, to break that mold. And so I think it's all of our jobs not to try and change someone, but to say like, I'm going to be vulnerable. And I'm just going to put that out there. And I'm inviting you to do that with me here in this yep. space. Yeah. We're even taking this stuff further. And like, to that point, not taking those assumptions and running with it. So like whether you're someone's partner, like, in, you know, um, not assuming that because they are a father and a man that they have to teach their kids the things you talked about, yep. right? Changing a light bulb, doing all like the manly masculine things. I have quotes out here. <laughs> um, but like really having a conversation and asking like, what would you want to, what does fatherhood look to you? Like, what would you want to, what type of role do you want to play? Like, I don't yeah. want to make the assumptions that you want to teach those things. Like maybe in, if you're in a heterosexual relationship, maybe it's your wife teaching them kind of some of those more like ma ma masculine things. Right. Yeah. So I think it's not making those assumptions and, and not assuming that like the, the, the men are good. Like they're, they might not be good. Right. You know? Right. Um, so it's, it's a lot of like listening, not making assumptions, asking questions, um, and then also understanding that the way we are has to do with our past yep. and like maybe asking questions around that. Yeah. I'm sure that you, it sounds like your wife was asking you a lot about like your childhood and how that kind of stemmed back to now. Yeah. Um, and as partners, I think that that's super important for us to talk about because it explains why we react mm -hmm. to things. It explains why we are the way we are. Yeah. And that could go on forever until we address it. Right. Right. And then, you know, you get the help, you get the professional help. You get somebody yeah. who knows how to deal with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just, and, it, and then it, when it all comes back around, like your relationship with your partner, with your kids, like it's just 10 times better. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you're not, you're not carrying that. Yeah that that weight of being somebody who you're tr you're trying to hide all these years yeah. right so mm. yeah it's uh yeah fatherhood it ain't no joke yeah, <laughs> it's not it's no joke i mean it's no joke for motherhood either yeah I mean, but well i just want to say that i think that um your kids are young now but i'm sure they're they're very proud of you and i'm sure yeah. they'll like hopefully they'll look hopefully the podcasts are still a thing when they're older yeah. and you can you can you know they can hear this and think like yo my dad's fucking awesome yo. like he yeah. got on the mic and he just <laughs> dropped it like that yeah. is fuck i wish I, my dad did that you know That's like a, uh, yeah um so i'm very proud of you thank you so I much for, you. for for proud for, of you too and i believe you. in you <laughs> right and on, i right see on. your shirt says fatherhood yeah what yes. does it say it says advocate like a father uh i nice. love that what is that Tell us more. So basically, you know, saying we went back to like my daughter who has Down syndrome, mm -hmm. and um, if I can share the quick story, of so, course. So we went through. We we tried a couple of times naturally, and we, we couldn't. We didn't succeed. Mm -hmm. So then we went through in vitro IVF, mm -hmm. and uh, this this story is kind of nuts. So we went through the whole process, the shots. I don't know how much you guys know about IVF, but you go through a series of yeah. shots for like a month. Mm -hmm. And then they extract all, as many eggs as they can. So yeah. they got nine eggs from my wife, which is not a lot. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that at the time. I was like, that sounds eggs. like a lot. Nine good. eggs sounds like a lot. <laughs> it's yeah. Good. It's not. They like want like upwards of like 20, 23. Really? <clears throat> so 
to up the chances. Up the chances. So okay. we went through all that, and then only one egg fertilized. So out of those nine eggs, we only got one chance. Mm-hmm. So the doctor was like, all right, we'll call you on Thursday. You know, after the it starts, the embryo starts yeah. to, to break out. They called us on Wednesday. And my wife's at home by herself. And she's like, I'm getting a call from the doctor. Should I answer? I'm like, yeah. She answers it. Doctor's like, look, I don't know what happened, but the, the process stopped. We're, we're still going to call you tomorrow, but I'm just letting you know that that might not be a good call. So I stayed home from work. Yeah. And it was a Thursday morning. The same doctor called back and was like, yo, I don't know what happened, but it, it, it finished the process and went through all four or five stages of, of growth. And I'm, I'm yeah. blanking on like the medical terminology mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. use. But I was like, this is nuts. Mm-hmm. We're being told all these statistics of like, yeah. you got one chance at this and it, it's being stopped. So we went through uh, and the embryo went through genetics get tested for any mm-hmm. abnormalities it came back positive but they couldn't tell us what it was mm-hmm. so it was like first trimester you went through um they go through your belly button and extract fluids from from mm-hmm. the baby and it came back positive for uh trisomy 21 which is uh down syndrome mm-hmm. and it's almost like the genetics counselor was like you still have time I'm like time for what she didn't want to say it, but it was like, you have time to terminate and try again. Mm-hmm. And we're both sitting there like we're already like my wife's already kind of like going through it. She's already like going through this loss. Yeah, like yeah. you just heard this. So we go home and it's letting her grieve because you kind of go through this grieving process because mm-hmm. you, you, you imagine like you're going to have this typical developing child. And then yeah. you're told that they're going to have a disability. And Down syndrome is a scale like it can yeah. be it's. No two kids are the same, just like normal mm-hmm. developing kids. Like they all develop their own way. Mm-hmm. So I just sat on the bed with her. I'm like, we're gonna have a baby. She was just like, What? Like, people with Down syndrome are fine. Like, mm-hmm. they're fun, they're loving, like there's mm-hmm. nothing that's they're not gonna be well to a wheelchair or yeah. or if she is or if he is, like we don't know. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna have a baby. Like we went through this whole process, we've been told all these statistics. That you can't have this kid. Mm-hmm. She wants to be here. Like she mm-hmm. fought through all of that. Mm-hmm. So the least we can do is go, all right, cool. Like, let's have this baby. So Damn. So fast forward, you know, back to the shirt. Like, we just have to be there for it because I think a lot of people, you're there's not enough information out there for kids or, or for adults on kids who have disabilities. Mm-hmm. They're not contagious. They don't have like fungus. Yeah. They have an extra chromosome. That's it. Mm-hmm. They they were born with an extra page in their book. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, and you know, you just have to be a little more patient with them. You have to, you know, the best way I can explain it is like you can do three reps of fifteen. They might have to do five reps or uh, five sets mm-hmm. of fifteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to get it low muscle tone, a little speech, and yeah. right. But they're loving. They're fun. Mm-hmm. They're just like any other kid. Yeah. Excuse me. And they just, yeah. When you see somebody with Down syndrome, you just kind of you can give them a high five, and they just like eat it up. They just love it. Yeah, you know what I mean. But inclusive, like include yeah. everybody. Like we need to stop doing this whole black, white, girl, boy thing, and just like include everybody. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like we all live on this planet together. Mm-hmm. We ain't got time to discriminate. <laughs> you know what I mean, like we just need to. That's real. Be there for everybody. Yeah, I think there's this thing where like, um, and you can see it on like young kids' faces because they're they have no filter. Where like they encounter someone who's differently abled, and it's like, oh, like how do I treat them? I don't know. And it's like at the end of the day, people just want to be loved. How do you want to be treated if you're meeting someone for the first time? You just want to be greeted and right. made feel like you're seen. Yeah, and then there's a great movie. I mean, there's a bunch of movies that are out. Um, one is a uh, Peanut Butter Falcon. It has nothing to do with like having a down having Down syndrome, but mm-hmm. it's with uh Shia Shia LaBeouf. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. His yeah. Name like crazy. Sh- Shia, Shia LaBeouf. So yeah. yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking it's about. Great. And then there's a documentary that came out uh, a couple weeks ago called Normie. 
Because it's about a girl with Down syndrome who is basically saying, like, why didn't you guys tell me I had Down syndrome when I was younger? Why do I? Why do you have to wait yeah. until I was in my teens? So it goes to this whole pro. Like, you follow her through a day in the life. It's like she has it tough. Like she sees herself different than she sees everybody else, and she, you know, it's yeah. it's good because it kind of it really shined a light on what we don't know. We don't know. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we just see somebody that looks different, and we just automatically go to what we're told. Yeah. You know what I mean? We automatically assume and create our own assumptions on mm-hmm. on who they are or what they are or what they're able to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. thank you for sharing that. That's yeah. super important and and I definitely want to check out those films. And I, I think the point of Trish Chat also is to bring awareness to to these things. All right. Um Yeah, and I agree. I think we as a society need to do better. Um on shining light on 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 these communities and in these situations and and not just sticking to the norm right. of right like more films need to be made more representation needs to happen right. absolutely um, more voices need to be mm-hmm. elevated in order for us to treat this as if it were one of our own mm-hmm. and like not have to wait until we are in that position in order to care enough right. yeah right and i think it's like anything we're all terrified of anything that's new. Mm-hmm. If we're the first ones that experience it, we're terrified. But as soon as we move, like we get some knowledge about it, then it's yeah. like it's all good. Oh, you guys accept this too? Oh, okay, cool. Like we're all yeah, we're all yeah, yeah. And it's like that with everything. Mm-hmm. Like that with everything. And I think you know, kids with disabilities, people with disabilities, like it's no different. Just like slow your roll. Mm-hmm. just help them cross the street. You know, help them out. Like say hi to them. Like yeah. they're, they're you and I. They're, yeah, they're people. The people. You know what I mean? They just have a different road. Yeah. I mean? But what's different than the road that we all took to get here today? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. We're broken. <laughs> We're all broken. <laughs> you know what I mean? For sure. But yeah. Thank you so much for coming on oh, and man, being vulnerable and sharing your story. Thank you guys for having me. This is yeah. this was great. Yeah, I thank you. Yeah, I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Yeah. Um, where can people find you? Uh Instagram. That's it. Instagram. <laughs> so uh, Will. Will. Three Y E. Three Y E. Yep. Nice. What Easy. what what's what's that? What's the where did the name come from? Will I. So, <laughs> so from my, my my whole name is William. Yeah. So Will I. Uh, Will I am is already taken. So. Ah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. Um yeah, so we'll put that in the show notes to to follow Will um and his journey. You and your cute kids. You're gonna love seeing that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on and, um, any last words that you want to share? Oh man, just be kind to everybody. We're all here. Like, Let's not make assumptions. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I, I'm Bay Area native, so the Bay Area is not the same anymore. We, we have a lot mm-hmm. of, you know, we call transplants. Mm-hmm. And so you're not from here. Mm-hmm. We're from here. Like, mm-hmm. just be nice. Yeah. Wave. Yeah. Like smile. Yeah. Look up from your phone. Put your device down. Yeah. <laughs> Take hey. off that vest and put your device down. <laughs> That's you, Steph. You and your vest. Uh. <laughs> I can make fun of myself. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Um, Till next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Peace. Bye.